Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. Just hopping in. Don't even know what to discuss yet. Haven't even really got set up yet. Just a whole lot going on. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, people, the, the banks keep calling. Car companies keep calling. I keep running up more debt. Getting more phone calls. Uh, I feel popular. I'm like, man, people keep calling me. Keep calling my phone. Won't leave me alone. Man, that's how it is, man. They just keep coming. So, uh, as I stated yesterday, spent a lot of the day working on options. Just working on options. Working on conceptual. Like, what am I doing? What's going on? Where are these numbers coming from? I discussed this a little bit last last night. Uh, just what am I doing? And And... What am, what am I trying to achieve? Okay, so already I messed up on multiple positions. Easily, I should have had a cover position, a cover call position for the JetBlues, the Paramounts, and uh, was a little too nervous. You know, what if, what if it goes, goes up? You know what I'm saying? Oh, then my contract is going to lose money. But... If I would have had that cover call position, it's very possible that I could have mitigated, could have lowered some of my losses, you know. So with everything going on, uh, so I spent I, I spent probably four hours yesterday just reviewing, trying to also get the numbers together. Like, and, and I got to work on the numbers again today because it's like, okay, okay, this is where there's numbers coming from. Now, when you look at the screen, you look at the screen, everything is already there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of good at that. I'm kind of like, okay, this is what the contracts are going for. Um, you know, what are people kind of doing right now? Um, kind of good at that, but not good at like, where are these getting, where are they getting these numbers from? Why is it on the probability analysis? Is it between 18 and $11 and, you know, uh, in the middle, it's approximately about $14 or whatever. Like, where are they getting these numbers from? And yesterday, I started realizing, like, oh, uh, over the last course of time or whatever, this stock has increased or decreased, you know, about 4%. So, you know, at whatever, 4%, whatever it is, let's just say it's $4, add it to the, on you know, the market price right now, that's 18 Subtract it from the market price, that's 10 or whatever. So then it's between 10 and 11 I mean, 10 and 18. And that gives you a lot of movement and whatnot. And um, also these these contract prices, you know, it's like we spent this much for this many contracts. We spent this much plus a few dollars for the commissions. And then, um, you know, how much am I seeking? And get those orders in ASAP. Get those orders in ASAP. Stop. I need to work on stop just looking at that market, seeing what it's going to do. And then I, if it goes up enough, then I can go ahead and put a, a sell order in, market or a limit order in, uh, and then just take whatever I get. Kind of get ahead of it. Kind of get ahead of it. I need to get this bread in. You know, um, got, man, got so many people calling. So that's another thing I'm probably going to work on is possibly getting a loan. I also have legal issues going on. So I have legal fees and stuff I got to pay, uh, you know. 
Um, going through the process of ceasing and desisting a union. Got you know things you got to pay for that, and it's all it, it's all come it's all it's all crashing. Now everybody's just like, well, why don't you just you know sell the car, sell the house? It's very possible. I'm probably going to get ready to sell the car. It's very possible I'm going to get ready to sell the house. But if I can maintain it, you know, uh, creating content, uh, hopefully you know get listener support or uh, advertisers or sponsors who want to sponsor this, um, then, you know, that can help out a little bit as well as, uh, if I can trade and get better at my trades, not be losing money and, uh, start gaining money. That's going to help out so much. Um, and then also brand new book coming out. Uh, hopefully that can generate some, some revenue, just a little bit of information on the new book, please. If you can support um, it's a book about financial literacy in the most, you know, simplified way. Just a kid running a, uh, what we call Kool-Aid stand. Uh, so I can, I can read this advertisement that I've got out right now. I have to reach out to the publisher, see if they're okay with it. Cause it's very possible that they can have their own marketing team going. Uh, so we have Langston Mangston's Kool-Aid stand adventure by yours truly Chan man. Uh, it's coming late. 2023 so hoping to have it out this school year school starts end of august mid-september okay so hopefully kids will be in school hopefully no more than a month before i'm going to start trying to hit the schools now just say hey look actually i think i have a meeting uh crap uh I got to check. I think I got a meeting. Come, you know, come meet your, uh, your, you know, school staff members and whatnot coming up soon. Let me check my calendar. Uh, so that may be a great day to go up there. Hey, nice to meet everybody. Blah, 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 blah. You know, just to let you know that I am writing a book, you know, (laughs) and I could use a little support, you know, so, um, let me see. Uh, just checking this calendar real quick. So, uh, yeah, that's something I may be working on. Going up there to um, advertise this book, and definitely, uh, definitely going to be giving out uh, free copies uh, to, you know, thank you know things like schools, you know. Uh, uh, I'll let y'all know how it goes. I, I believe I had that meeting in just a couple of days. Um, and I'll let y'all know how it goes. Uh, try to go up there and, and give out free copies to the school. You know, I'll give out a couple free copies to the hospitals, you know. Uh, but also, if it's very possible, they'd be more than willing to uh, purchase. Uh, if I could, I, you know, I need to start setting goals. I don't know. It'd be great to have, you know, essentially, I'm just collecting email addresses. So, if you want, here, let me... Um, let me give you a little bit uh, about this story. Uh, this is a short story. This is a little bit about the uh, the book that I'm writing. Uh, this is a short story of a young boy named Langston Mangston, his imaginary best friend Zonky, a pink elephant, and what fun they are having learning about money while running a Kool-Aid stand. Uh, Kool-Aid, you know, it's just a drink stand. So uh, get your uh, pre-order copy now. Uh, I leave my email address uh, in the description box typically on the episodes. Uh, so please 
all right now that I believe that I'm doing uh, right now is accepting email addresses, contact information, uh, phone numbers. Um, and then uh, when the co- when the books come out or when the book comes out, then uh, I will, um, uh, you know, you know, get the money because I, I don't really want any issues with, you know, people sending their money in and then. Um, and then, uh, you know, the book gets prolonged. It's not that the book is not coming out. It's just more so, um, it's just more so, uh, it, things can get prolonged, you know, uh, you know, with illustrations, uh, you know, making sure that you, you know, um, words, uh, just whatnot. So, uh, the goal is to get it out uh, this school year. So, again, um, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your man Chen. Uh, there's a few things that are going to be going on. For example, um, maybe having to take out another loan. Can just definitely discuss that process and how it goes. Uh, probably going to have a hard time qualifying for a loan right now. Been falling behind on bills. Not employed. Um, working on all that. Um, the support from, uh, you know, uh, the, the partner is pretty much, uh, disseminated, not really receiving any support there. Uh, so, I mean, it's all on me now, as you can see now. So just going to keep pumping. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm a, you know, good practicing Christian or anything. I'm probably that, I, I am that lukewarm Christian that, gets thrown up by God all the time. And I understand it's disgusting because it's like, if I, if you know I got you, if you know I got you, if like, and I can just put you on that right path, you know, and why the hell is it that you just keep going off, get going off? I'd be pissed off too. You got a buddy or a friend there that, you know, you keep helping and all they want to do is, you know, it's like, oh yeah, Chan. You know, could you, could, could you, you know, what I'm saying, help me out, help me out. And then you see that they're not doing anything that you try to help them out with. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this, I guess it's you know, YouTube short where this, I guess, this personal trainer, real swole guy. Um, I guess see somebody that he's personal training eating a Big Mac. He just like kicks it, out, kicks it out of their hand. You know, what are you doing? Why are you eating that Big Mac? And it's like, man, I just wanted to get a Big Mac. No, you you can't eat no Big Mac. You know, um, it, it pisses people off. And I know, I know, being lukewarm pisses God off. I know it is. It's like, come on, Shane. You know what I'm saying? Get it. Come on, just stay on track. You know, just stay on track. So I'm gonna keep pumping, keep pumping, um, keep the faith. You know what I'm saying? Don't lose faith. Just know, you know, all this is tests and. You know, God is out there, and I know God is watching. Um, you know, I'm going to have to get some applications in. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it may be possible to get a job soon, but the good thing about getting a job, and I probably shouldn't be talking about all this while I'm seeking a job, but the good thing about getting a job this time is before I was getting a job to maintain my life. Hey, wife, I got a job. Hey, children, I got a job. Now we can... Um, we can pay bills and we can sit here and watch TV and uh, live in air conditions and and eat 
you know, uh, good food and blah, blah, blah. And how long did I plan on doing that? You know what I'm saying? Well, I was probably going to do it for a long time, you know. But this time going into a job, it's more like, um, it's more like, okay, I'm getting this job. Going to set a date. As I always say to my trap stars, which I don't want to encourage the trapping, but if you hop in the trap, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's more prevalent. I'm not saying exotic dancers are anywhere near trap stars because uh, exotic dancing is like legal. You know, it's not. Let's let's no, let's not say exotic dancers. Let's say prostitution. We're, well, un, unless you're in the state of like Nevada or something. Uh, not even Nevada, uh, Las Vegas. I don't even think it's uh, legal statewide. I think it's just legal in uh, Las Vegas. But let's say prostitution. Prostitution is not legal a lot of places. Um, so trapping and illegal prostitution, I would more say correlate or parallel considering the fact that uh, what, what goes on? You're always in and out of cars. You're always, you know, outside, um, always, you know, head on a swivel. What's going on over there? You know, um, so I'd say those are more correlate. And I think it's more, now I'm not saying they don't have geriatric, you know, solicitors. Um, Just more so, I think it's more prevalent when, you know, if a lady starts getting a little bit older and older, it possibly comes to a conclusion that it's like, okay, uh, you know, how much longer is she going to be able to be out there? Now, with a trap star, I think it's a little different. I think, you know, older guys or whatever, uh, you know, older women in the trap think that they can keep going and going and going uh, as long as they're bringing in more money, as long as they're elevating their game. Now, if you're 40 years old and you're still, you know, kind of, I guess, nickel and diamond it, then people will say, man, get your old ass out of here. But if you moved inside now, now you're inside. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, there's this thing that uh, Joe Santana said, um, you know, those bricks that you get and with the stamps on it will now meet the man who's stamping the bricks, you know, so... Now, if you're the guy stamping the bricks, now it's like, okay, that looks that looks like okay. But still, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you know, how long are you going to keep this shit going? I guess unless you're like in some family or some organized organization or, you know, I don't know, some cartel or something. Um, but eventually it comes to, there's an expiration date for everything, you know, so... How long are you going to keep trapping? You know what I'm saying? And what I would say, okay, you're going to trap. Don't recommend it. Don't encourage it. But put a date on it. You know what I'm saying? Put a date on it. Just say, okay, you know, um, just until, you know what I'm saying, we get the bills current. Just until I get through college. just until um, my mom or my dad can find a job or something. Not encouraging it, seriously. But... You know, to keep yourself yourself safe and sound, because it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I'm not saying that the police are geniuses. One sec, I got a phone call that I take. 
Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and keep it with your man. This is Chairman House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, Chairman House of Barf? Okay. Getting ready for this market to drop. Let's see what they talk about on CNBC. Sorry, I don't have anything to hold my phone up right now. Looking for something. This is a candle. This is pink grapefruit and mango uh, by Illuminera. Uh, just going to be using this real quick to hold my mic up. Oh, there we go. All right, markets are opening up. Let's go ahead and see what they're talking about on CNBC. This is the one that just is available to me uh, very quickly. It is blowing. He just explains exactly how many homes are dug yearly. Okay, it told brothers last time, talked about how basically we're like building houses for people. And it, you know, and that's what I, if, I got a few of my watch lists. Up and REITs and utilities is on my list. I'm like, man, I got to get on top of it. Just got a whole lot going on. All right, so um, again, working conceptually, um, trying to understand what is it exactly that I'm trying to do and at what prices. So, for example, I was uh, messing around. Oh, and uh, the S&P. Oh, we got the opening bell right here. Right here. There we go. Fiscal note is at the New York. Fiscal note is at the New York Stock Exchange, and I can't see that other company, Vinfast. Vinfast is at the Nasdaq. I mean, I don't think that. Well, DeSantis is desperate to try to make some news. Uh, the previous President Trump made some news last night, too, that not the way you said it. I saw you mention that this morning. Well, uh, I mean, the Hope and Smoke conspiracy, as we know from President Reagan, when they did the RICO, it's very hard. Okay, so um, I'm going to take a look at this, this Foot Locker trade uh, that we have in that I've been working on. Uh, it's a February 16, 2024. Uh, long put, um, strike price twenty five. Contract cost three dollars and twenty cents. Uh, so I'm gonna be working with this, just jotting some notes. And let me go to my. Oh, uh, Dow Jones is down approximately one hundred thirty five points. S and P five hundred is down approximately fifteen points, and Nasdaq is down approximately thirty three points. Um, so just again, I'm still just trying to work on. Uh, just getting better at what I'm doing um, and understand what I'm doing. Um, so just try to get my charts together. Try to get this news together. That's another thing. Got to gotta stay on top of that news. And um, I'm going to follow around with probably the, la the, fa the last few ones we've been messing around with. But try to see if I can turn it around somehow. Uh been messing around with Paramount, JetBlue. Uh, I should have had those covered positions in. Should have had them in. It was bullshitting, bojangling. Uh, messed up on that. But uh, Paramount seems to have had a pretty good day yesterday. Um, let me see. Let me change this color. Uh, let me put in Paramount real quick. I think they had some good news. They brought in, uh, if I'm correct, a new CEO. Um, her name is Wendy. Is it Wendy McMahon? Name CEO, CBS. No. 
uh, she was named CEO of CBS, Wendy McMahon. Uh, let me see. Who's the new CEO? Is it Wendy McMahon, the CEO of uh, Paramount as well? Let me look that up real quick. Uh, give me one second. Wendy. Okay, Wendy McMahon. Okay. Uh, CEO of. Oh, she's CEO of um, CBS. And I believe CBS owns Paramount. Yeah. Okay, replacing uh, Ne Raja uh, Kalalami, whose exit was revealed Sunday. Paramount Glo Global owned CBS News announced Monday that McMahon is adding the company's news and CBS syndication units to her portfolio. Um, so, does Paramount own CBS or does Paramount own CBS? According to Wikipedia, Paramount's main properties include the namesake Paramount Pictures Film and Television Studio, the CBS Entertainment Group, media networks, and the company's streaming services. Okay, so I think Paramount owns CBS. So I'm not sure if... Let me see. Who's the CEO of Paramount? Brian Robbins. According to Paramount, Brian Robbins is President and Chief Executive Officer of Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon. And Chief Content Officer, Movies and Kids and Family, Paramount Plus. Okay, so Brian Roberts is CEO of Paramount and uh, the new CEO of CBS is Wendy McMahon. Um, let's just see who this Wendy McMahon is. Uh, give me just one second. Here, I'll let you read some of this article. Let's see. Um, we'll go, um, CNN. I'll just use CNN. Okay. Uh, read a lot of tools. So CBS announces Wendy McMahon, uh, to lead news in wake of Najra Kalami stepping down. Uh, this was written yesterday, August 14, 2023 by Liam Raleigh. Uh, Wendy McMahon was named president and chief uh, executive officer of CBS News. The network's local TV stations and CBS media ventures, the company announced on Monday following the departure of Najar uh, Kalami as co-president of CBS News and Stations. All right. So uh, McMahon's role, a newly created position within the company's structure, elevates her to lead CBS News uh, entire broadcast streaming operations, as well as 27 local U.S. TV stations, 14 uh, local news streaming channels and syndication programming across the company's various media ventures. She will also oversee content licensing to TV stations and divisions, national advertising sales business. Um, all right, fantastic. So yesterday, uh, Paramount kind of turned it around. If I could say towards the end of the day yesterday, let's, if I could just take a look at their chart real quick, I'm going to try to go to their, um, let's see there, uh, like one day, where's their one day, intraday, one day, and I'll just do like 30 minutes, um, here, let me, I want to go to yesterday, sorry, I got to put these dates in, August, I'll do 14th, because it looked like the news dropped yesterday, to today the 15th and it's approximately 9 37 a.m eastern standard time uh 
we'll just do the one hour and yeah yeah it, it looks like let me see around noon yesterday um it was it hit a low of about 1461 and then it had some pretty good new went did pretty well got up to about fifteen dollars and two cents and then towards the end of the day had a little drop but um you know uh people probably took those capital gains it was a nice what's um what's what was it fifteen oh six 1505 uh 1505 minus 1461 if if people were able to get it at 14 that's 44 cents uh divided by what 1461 uh it's a nice increase of probably about 3%. People probably took that and were like all right, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh so yeah, uh pretty good day for them. Uh we're just going to again, we're going to just keep working on these trades and conceptually I'm going to try to get this information down in my head. Uh, and just keep trying to understand exactly what I'm doing and what I should be doing. Uh, so I guess people feel very confident. Paramount Global. Oh, let me see. Paramount Global names Wendy McMahon uh, chief executive uh, of CBS News and Stations Media. Um, okay, let me see. Uh, Paramount said Monday that Wendy McMahon will be the chief executive and president of CBS News and Stations. Okay, okay. So Paramount just announced the news as well. Um, okay, so people, they, they must like Wendy McMahon. She probably offers some good news. Um, I wonder if she has any relation to the, uh, to the WWE guy. Um, probably not. I don't think so. Um, so yeah, gonna take a look at some of these trades, try to figure this out, trying to get better at this. Again, these bills are just rolling in. So yeah, I should have, I should have already had uh again there we go that those covered calls so uh i'm gonna work on that real quick try to get this understood i'm gonna take a quick pause thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by kick with your mans i appreciate it. this chairman house of barf yo 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 what's good this chairman house of barf so what i'm doing right here is just again just trying to understand what is it, what is it that i'm trying to think what's going on all right so I'm making sure I get the news up, uh, Foot Locker's news. I'm looking at Foot Locker right now, analyzing a long put position that I put in not too long ago. Uh, we have about 185 days left on it. Uh, currently right now, let me see. Um, Foot Locker is trading around $25.07. Uh, this uh, long put position is a February 16, 2024. Uh, long put strike price 25, uh, trade price $3.20. Currently right now, the contract is trading at $3.40. I'm looking at put positions, um, put positions, um, for February. And it looks like the contracts are, uh, selling, um, or people are buying them for about $3.50. So I put in a uh, a sell limit for three dollars and fifty cents. But one thing I'm working on is understanding, you know, what is it that I'm doing, what's going on. So I have this long put position, meaning that I'm bearish, um, and I'm just just trying to take it, just trying to take it slow. Um. Um. 
just trying to take it slow. So let me let me get a piece of paper and a pin out, and you can kind of just ride this this wave with me. Uh, I know a lot of y'all out there can just do this with ease. Uh, not saying this is the best content in the world, definitely not. Uh, but we're just gonna ride this wave and just try to figure this out. Uh, trying to look for a pin. All right, so. Uh, we have the number of contracts, okay? And of course, times up by 100, okay? So we have the number of contracts. And then the cost of the contract were $3.20. So we'll take the number of contracts and times that by the premium. So, uh, and then we have the value of how much it cost us. So in this trade, uh, it's three contracts. So three times 100, 300 times $3.20, this costs us about $960. So I'm gonna be trying to sell those 300 contracts at approximately $3.50. And so 300 times 350, let me see. Uh, actually, I think I can just times it by 50, uh, 30 cents, but I'll do 300 times 350 equals 1050 okay so I'm looking to make 1050 I subtract that by 960 and these are the numbers and stuff like this that I'm trying to uh, so I'm looking to make about $90 on this so $90 divided by the initial investment 960 is going to be about there's no way. You see? There's no way it's, is it 0.9? No, no. There's no way it's 9%. It can't be 10% or, I don't know. Okay, so the contracts are starting to drop. Let me see what the price is now, where people are trading this at 340. Should have sold it at 340. I put in 350, but let me go ahead and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to replace my order. I'm going to change it to 340. So in that case, then uh should be making about 1018 if I'm correct. Let's, let's go ahead and send that. 1018 minus 960. So then that brings me down to 1018. Minus 960 brings me down to about $58. Um, and then 58, let me see if it's 58 divided by the 1018. That's probably more accurate. That's a 1018. 5%. No, this, this seems a bit high. Um, Seems a bit high. It's only like two or three percent, correct? I'm not sure. I gotta do the math. Uh, and that's that's what we're doing. That's why we're trying to get this all figured out. I brought it down uh, to 340. 
Um, let's see what's going on with Foot Locker. Sorry if I'm not speaking into the mic. It's not. This candle is not the best thing to hold it up. Uh, okay, so. Some of the news during the turbulence and uncertainty. Um, let me see if there's anything about Foot Locker to report. Uh, second quarter, that was on August 2nd. So they really haven't had any news uh, since uh, April 4th. And that's when um, somebody wrote an article. Wall Street's most accurate analysts say hold these three consumer stocks delivering high dividend yields. Big Lots, um, Kohl's, uh, Foot Locker. Okay, so they say... Uh, dividend yields approximately 6.23%. Goldman Sachs analyst Kate Machine uh, maintained a neutral rating on the cut the price from 37 to 29 on May 23rd. This analyst has an accuracy uh, rate of 70%. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise the contract back up. What's the contract trading at now? Um, about 340. So I'm going to raise it back up unless it sells real quick. Because uh, I put a sell limit at 340. I'm going to raise it up to about 350. Hmm. You know what? Actually, let me get rid of that sell. Hmm. What? I'm trying to think. What am I trying to do? Okay. You got to bear with me. Um. So let's say we lose 1%. This is the part that I start getting confused on. Um, this contract cost me $960. i am currently up about 3%. Um, okay, so I'm approximately up 3%. So it's up approximately $28. Let me see, $28, because I'm getting my percentage wrong. $28 divided by 960 Okay. All right, so yeah, my math is not wrong. It's approximately about three percent. Okay, cool. Um, so let's do approximately um, approximately two percent, one point nine percent times nine sixty, and that's eighteen dollars and twenty four cents. Okay, wow, this stuff moves fast. Um, so what I'm going to do is putting a trailing stop of 1%. And I'm kind of just working on using these order types. So if it drops down 1%, I'm going to just go ahead and take approximately 2%. Uh, the contracts, again, what are they trading at? About 340. So, uh, man. Um... Let me do let me do trailing stop limit and I'm gonna do a percentage one percent limit um see and that's what I got this is why I gotta figure out like what contract price am I gonna put it at um I guess if it hits if it hits 350, 
I guess I want, if I, I want to say if it hits 350, which the contracts are trading around 340, and we know middle of the day stuff starts dropping. Typically, I could be wrong. So if it hits 350, um, what I manual. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. Mark. Let's see. Limit. See, I'm not sure how to put all these in, uh, but I'll probably say the ask is about what is it? Ah, uh, man, this stuff. I got. I got to get all this stuff figured out. Uh, and then the mark drops approximately one percent. Then we should have um, a sell limit order going in. Let me see if I did that correctly. Okay, so I put something in and so it's saying that goodness, I'm, I'm trying to figure this stuff out. So currently it's trading at approximately about $3.30. Uh, the, the price I got it at was about $3.35. So I put a I believe it was a 1%. Want to make sure that's not a dollar. Yeah, not a dollar. Not if it loses a dollar. I meant to say 1% at 350. So I'm trying to figure this all out. I'm putting in a trailing stop limit order. Okay. So it should be $1,000.48. And then minus 960. Where are the contracts trading at? About 340. So 1048 minus 960 equals about $88. Okay, so uh, it's dropping. It's trading at about 335 now. So it's saying that um, from what I'm what I believe I'm getting is if it hits 350, which is not at 350, it's at 335. Uh, basically, don't sell anything less than 350. Um, let me let me go back. I'm going to change that to don't sell anything less than 340. Once it hits 340, because it looks like the contracts, the February 16, 2024 contracts, strike price 25, are trading about 340. So once it hits 340, the reason why I want to put this trailing stop order in is, and I'm using manual 340 limit and mark price 1%. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and submit that, and then that should be about 1,020. So if it sells at 1,020, I'm going to send that order off. Okay, cancel that last order. So I'll say it. So if it hits 340 and it drops 1%, then it should sell around. Hmm. Or I got it at $3.35. If it hits $2.40, it's going to trigger. But it's not going to sell. And it it's not going to sell until approximately it hits 340. So, all right. So if it hits... At 340 and sells uh, 
approximately 1020 uh, which is $3.40 times how many contracts? 300 is 1020 Okay. Now, 1020 minus the initial investment, which is about 960 That's going to be about $60. Okay, so we can make about $60 on this. Now, the good news is um, this trailing stop fluctuates with the market. So if it goes past 340 for example, and it hits like 350 then the stop is going to change with it and it's going to, you know, it's going to keep moving with it. And that's kind of what I want. Uh, I don't think I can put anything less than uh, 1%. Um, let, me, let me again take a look at these um, contracts. Contracts are again trading for about $3.40. I saw them at $3.50. Um, Hmm. Making sure I did this stuff correctly. Uh, this stuff, it can get kind of a little bit confusing for me. Uh, but I'm I'm just taking my time figuring it all out. Um, democracy now is notifying me what's going on. Jury charges Trump and 18 conspirators with rocketeering. Oh, ooh. That's not good. Um... I'm just making sure I'm getting this stuff done correctly. To an extent, I kind of just want to see a trade execute. Okay, so right now it's trading at 340. Okay, so the stop changed from 235 to 240 now. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. Now my stop is 340. I don't think it's going to go below that. Um, now, I guess if I could, I would like to put in a dollar amount. Uh, but I believe it's not going to stop going below 340. Now the new stop is 340, if I'm correct. Even if it drops, I think the new stop is 340. I mean, 240. I'm sorry, $2.40. Um, okay, currently it's trading at 340. Okay, so I think we're pretty good with the Foot Locker trade, minus the fact that we don't have a bullish position. So we have a bearish position in that we have a long put. Uh, let's see what the short calls would have cost. You know, I wasn't looking at that. So the February 20th, strike price 25, February 16th. 20, okay. So they're about the same. And uh, nobody's buying it. But people are buying the long puts. Okay. So that's what I mean conceptually. Like, why are people not buying the short call? which is going for $3.30 instead of buying the long put at $3.50. And this is this is the stuff that I kind of mean. Like, what, like, why are people doing that? So it didn't change yet, but I'm currently seeing the, the long put position is going for $3.50. Okay, so I want to see if the mark price changes that should change my stop to $2.50 now. And what I'm thinking is setting a trailing stop at $3.50. And, like and that way, once it hits $3.50, it'll sell at market. But 
the next price after market could be three dollars and ten cents. You never know. So I think I'm gonna leave it at limit three forty. Okay, let me see. Yeah, they're trading at three fifty. So if I'm guessing what people are doing is they're buying Footlocker long. And that's what I think we're going to go ahead and try to see if we can get into that. And then um, this mark price isn't changing yet. Uh, I'm looking at the trades. Okay, it's still at 340. Uh, I'm looking at the trades and it looks like people are starting to buy it at 350. Let me see. Let me pull up my, where's my active trader? Okay, gracious, where all my stuff go? Okay, my active trader. Uh, you're kind of going through the experiment with me. Um, how do I read this? Uh, strike price. Is, are these just strike? Yeah, I think these are just strike prices. So strike price 25. Okay, so people are buying 25 and 1 cent or selling 25 1 cent. Yeah. Okay, so people are, okay. And then they're buying at 24.99. Okay. All right, so it's like, what does that mean? Like, what is it about 25? You know, that someone just bought, if I'm correct, someone has a limit order in. Uh, let me see. Um, can you even see who it is? Oh, my gosh. Um, a limit order in at 25.01 now. And then, okay. So, all right. I'm not even sure if that matters, but. All right, so I'm going to stay up on top of this. We're going to keep fooling around with this foot locker position, keep experimenting, trying to figure this out, trying to get ahead of the game, not just sitting there, you know, just as I've been doing, watching, as they say, with a thumb in your ass and losing out on potential opportunities and, you know, saying not really understanding what I'm kind of doing, but kind of learning as I go. Uh, I'm waiting for this mark price to change to 350 because the contracts are trading for foot lockers long put. Trading at 350. I can see it. People are buying it at 350. If I if I'm correct. Um okay, these aren't the options, these are the stocks, if I'm correct. Okay. Uh people are buying limit orders or putting limit orders in below 25. Okay, so they're putting them in at 24.94, 24.97. So people believe the same thing that this is going to drop below um $25 uh, and, and they're just putting their buy limit in, and people are selling above 25 okay so yeah people think this is going to drop if I had to guess people think it's going to drop below 25 just you know you just wonder how much below 25 and currently the underlying instrument is trading at $25.06 so let's take a look at the chart and I'm going to um, I'm going to change this chart to uh 10 days uh 30 minutes no not 10 days 30 minutes uh let's do 20 days one hour and looking at the 20 days and one hour chart yeah it looks uh 20 days one hour that's a little bit much it's a little little funky let's move that 20 days um Not 12 hours. Let's do like like 20 days, 24 hours. So that, you know, that should be 24. Can I put 24 hours? 
Why is it not letting me put 24 hours? Sorry, it's not allowing me to put 24 hours. Like, come on. All right, I'll put 12 then. It's, not, it's allowing me to put 12. So I'll put 12. Um, and that should give me 24 uh, candlesticks. And, yeah, it's 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 all over the place. It's, I mean, it's not that crazy, but it hit 26. And, then it, and the low is 24. So let's take real quick. This is stuff I'm trying to work on real quick. Let's take 26, 89, minus... 24.91. That's a dollar ninety-eight. And divide that. What would you divide that by? You divide it by 26 or 24. I'm gonna divide it by the 24. Okay, I'm gonna divide it by 24.91. That's about seven. That's about eight percent. So there's an eight percent increase. Um, so we would want to. What is it currently trading at? 2507. So 2507 times. Uh, 0 0.8 I mean 0 0.08 um so it could go up to about 27 or it could drop I'm sorry let me let me again let me stop playing with these numbers um could go up to about 25.17 or let's say 24.91 minus a dollar 98 or not minus a dollar 98 24.91 times what is it, about eight percent or it could go down to uh yeah oh so it was a dollar ninety nine or ninety eight it was close uh twenty four ninety one times not times I'm sorry subtract one ninety eight so that it could it could go anywhere between about twenty two ninety three and twenty five uh nineteen uh, just approximately. So I'm going to go to the pro the uh, probability analysis tool. And uh, let's just, the farthest it goes out is, oh, no, here it is. What is this? Footlocker? Yeah, February. Here we go. 24. Uh, 2024. Okay. So let's see where's the 50-50 point. I just like to go to 50-50 point. It's just easy for me to understand. So, yeah. Um it's saying it could be over, it could be up to about $33. Wait, no, that's 2023. That's December 2023. Okay. Yeah, the furthest I can go out is like, like December 2023. But it's close. Let's, I mean, I know it's a lot of time between December and February. But let's just see where the 50-50 is all the way out here. I'm looking at my probability analysis tool. And they're saying that, yeah, there's 50% chance that um, it could be in the money um, well I want the long put to be below the certain price so they're saying it could be about somewhere what it's a 50% chance it could be above $23 50% chance it could be below. All the way down to, I don't know, what is that? Like, whew, $15. But that the chart only goes to December. So between 50 and like, what is that? Like 35? You know, so that's pretty wide. It's pretty wide. So with it being able to go down to approximately about 15 and 35, this is just one foot lock position. So about 35 and 15 by the time like December 
January 2024 comes out. So, um, we have the long put position, but what if it does go up to 35, you know, um, what are they talking about? Trump and Georgia. Election. In a post on his Truth Social platform, he promised to share the report next Monday. The Fulton County District Attorney in Georgia gave Trump and the 18 other defendants until August 25th to surrender on the felony charges. Hawaiian officials say just three of the at least 99 people killed in the Maui wildfires have been identified so far. The county plans to release their names after their families are notified. According to authorities, only about 25% of the fire zone has been searched so far. Meanwhile, a new analysis from Moody's Analytics finds the economic cost from the wildfires could total $7 billion. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, I apologize I didn't say anything about it. Uh, uh, prayers to the families um, uh, in the Hawaii um, wildfires. Uh, so, um, should do a little bit more research on that because uh, I have been kind of slacking on my world news and listening to podcasts. I saw it yesterday. My son was watching some video of some YouTuber talking about, hey, we're going to Hawaii, we're going to Hawaii. And then stated, we made this video before we went to Hawaii and we don't want to make it seem like we're, you know, just trying to create content. And I was like, Hawaii is on wildfire. And just want to say, that's when I, that's when I found out about it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Hawaii's on fire. Cause they had a little segment that they edited it and they were like, we're sorry. You know, we're not trying to be disrespectful to Hawaii or anything. We made this YouTube content before the Hawaii wildfires. We plan on donating, donating to the Hawaii. Wildfire. I was like, what they, they, so is Hawaii on fire right now? And, um, yeah, even my, my, my little son, the one I was watching was like, yeah, Hawaii. And I was like, what, how long? Like, and, um, I guess it's been a couple of days so far. Uh, today is August 15, 2023. I'm looking at the Washington post. Hawaii faces scrutiny for not cutting power to reduce fire risk. Okay, that was two days ago. Um, yeah, it looks like it's in Maui. As far as I can see, Lahana, Kaleli, and upcountry Maui. Um, thousands of residents have been evacuated. Uh, this is HawaiiTouristAuthority.org. Um, the wildfires are now contained. Um... The death totals are rising, and it looks like it's rose to about ninety nine. And I, you know, uh, you know, I've been listening to this guy, um, I can't Paul Ros Rosalie or something, and just talking about these fires, you know, and just how much, um, you know, how much of this goes on, and how much we can contribute by helping. You know, he says some of these wildfires are created on purpose by uh, miners. So I'm just trying to figure out everything that's going on with that. Uh, real quick, um, that's why I really feel bad for, sometimes for the news. Because it's like, you're kind of like, wish there was more I could do. You know, I'll try to figure out something I can do. You know, it's like you address the issue, but what happens, you can just kind of turn it off. Looks like the Dow Jones, though. 
is down approximately 328 points. The S&P 500 is down approximately 44.82 points. NASDAQ is down approximately 144 points. That's uh, approximately 1% for the NASDAQ, 1% for the S&P 500, and approximately 1% for the Dow Jones. Currently, it's approximately 10.36 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, August 15, 2023. All right, so uh, we're taking a look at that Foot Locker position. Um, uh, we put in a trailing stop order once it hits 350, which is still trading at 350. Nobody just wants to... Uh, put in the mark price but there can be a delay um see if there's anything else uh and then we're going to come back i'm going to take a quick pause uh probably get a slice of this leftover pizza um uh retailers retailers are not doing well right now walmart target uh home depot is doing okay lowe's Kohl's. let me write these down wmt uh, I think that's TGT, Home Depot, HD, Lowe's, I don't know, uh, and Kohl's, I don't know. Man, there's still a Kohl's uh, out out here, man. I'm like, for real, people still be going in the joints? Um, I haven't been since I was little. Um, so, shout out to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by, kick it with your man, Chan. Uh, getting this all figured out. Not an expert. Uh just trying to just educate myself and understand this stuff more thoroughly. Uh, so we have a bearish position, but we also have to consider, let's just say come February, uh, Foot Locker shoots up to 35. You know, we want to make sure that we prevent ourselves from that, but also it can shoot down to, you know, I think it was like $15. So we have the put position for that. Uh, but let's see if we can come back and put a bullish position in and just understand what we're going through, our gains and our losses, and whatever it is that we got to understand. So, again, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick with your man, Chan. I appreciate it. This is, I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's Chan Man, House of Barf. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to come kick it with your man, Chan. Please, if you get the opportunity, go ahead and follow me on Spotify as well. I got a book coming out soon. Please go ahead, send me your information, uh, your contact information, your phone number. I'm about to be email marketing people, just spamming them. Got a book coming out soon by, hey, I have to say it, a black author, which is outrageous because in 30 years, I could be called something else. They'll be calling me, I don't know. I don't know what the, you know, you, what they, the, look here. Let me, let me try to explain uh, for people who are like, what are you talking about? Which I know a majority of y'all already know. Um, what are the different categories black people have been named in the past? Well, didn't even say African Afro-Americans, African-Americans, black Americans, the American Negro. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I wish I had the dates of these. Afro-American was used between 1960 and the 1990s. Uh, previously, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just so many names that, you know, people have been named and called. And you just get curious of, like, what what am I going to be called next? You know, I, I've always kind of told people, I know people hate this shit. I've told people, 
I categorize myself as red. You know, like um, if you look, I, I, I mean, some people say, uh, but when sometimes I'm just sitting there and people are like, I see it. You know, I won't be paying attention. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, I see it now. You're just sitting there right now and you look red. And I'd be like, yo, you see it. Like, like this is how I see myself. I see myself. It's like a, like a brick red, you know? So I never really, you know, saw myself as like black or, um, so what somebody else has said, you have a yellowish undertone. So, you know what I'm saying? So you see the brick red, but we can see like the yellowish undertone. And it's like, okay. Oh, okay. So, um, I've never have considered myself black as far as African American. Look, I'm not, I'm saying everybody in that case should be calling themselves African American because supposedly the first, the oldest skeleton, we got to get back to this market. Uh, we can't be on a Bill Nye the Science Guy shit. The oldest skeleton was found where? Come on, read it out loud. The oldest skeleton was found where? Hadar, Ethiopia. According to Nature, Lucy, a 3.2 million year old fossil skeleton of a human ancestor, was discovered in 1974 in Hadar, Ethiopia. The fossil locality at Hadar where the pieces of Lucy's skeleton were discovered is known to scientists as a far locality 288 AL. I don't know what all that means, but... Essentially, they're saying that mankind, humankind, was made, was at least first founded in Africa. I think there was um, the original, the original world was all one continent. What is Pangaea? According to Wikipedia, Pangaea or Pangaea was a supercontinent that existed during the late Paleozoic and early Mesozoic eras. Okay. And I believe when all the countries were together, what was that country called? According to USGS.gov, they all existed as a single continent called Pangaea. Pangaea first began to be torn apart when a three-pronged fissure grew between Africa, South America, and North America. So, um, so right there, you know what I'm saying? Like, if people want to say African-American, then we all should just be called African-Americans. You know what I'm saying? And then we should be, uh, so what are you? Uh, I'm, uh, I don't know, European, um, <laughs> I don't know, European, oh, no, no, yeah, European-American-African. You know what I'm saying? So what are you? I'm uh, Chinese-African. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because if, if you know, we all should be considered African then. And then black people. Oh, I think I heard Doctor, what's his name? Doctor. I think I heard him saying this the other day. What's his name? Doctor Yuma. American, African. Let me see. I think I heard him say. Let me, let me give me just one second. Here we go. A lot of Black Americans still to this day carry their previous slave. Don't owners. say Black American. Say American African. American African. Yes, sir. You do know that a lot of 
African-Americans don't like that term? Well, they use African-American. We're comfortable with African-American. Yeah. But I prefer American-African. Okay. Because we are not Americans, never have been, have never been treated as such. Yeah. And the adjective precedes the noun. So when you say African-American, mm -hmm. you're describing a type of an American. Okay. We're not Americans. When you say American-African, you're describing a type of an African. So that's why we say American-African. American simply describes the African. Yeah. Versus African describing the American. We now, the only thing I kind of disagree with, which I get this, I get flack from a lot of my buddies. Chan, you'll never be American. I'd be like, dog, listen, there's too much blood, sweat, and tears in this country for me not to be American. You don't even know your ancestors, dog. Listen, I grew up in a place, I can't even remember what it was. Where sometimes we would say, I know I was in Chicago. I would sit with my great-grandmother. and She would have her friends come over and family members come over. And I would just hear the stories of how they were growing up. I can't remember all the names. You know Jay, you know Slay, you know Clay, you know Nancy, you know, you know whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? You hear all the names. Yeah, you know she was a dean for such and such university. You know how it all started. You know, uh, such and such used to be a, a, a servant for such and such. So, I mean, no one can tell me that I'm not American. They, they, you can say what you want to say, whatever. Blue-blooded American. I know people say red-blooded. Say I'm blue-blooded because I'm, I'm deep in this shit. This, this is my country. I would fight for it. I would die for it. it. I'm not saying that I have ownership over it. I mean, I seen the movie with, I can't remember, Matt Damon. You know, I think he was a CIA agent. I can't remember. And he said, let me see. Let me see if I can find it. All right, here we go. We Italians. This is uh, The Good Shepherd, 2006. We got our families and we got the church. The Irish, they have the homeland. The Jews, their tradition. Even the niggas, they got their music. What about you people, Mr. Carlson? What do you have? The United States of America. The rest of you are just visiting. That, I know, I know a bunch of people got excited off that one. <laughs> um, but hell no. Nah. Far from a visitor. Far from it. And you know what I'm saying? I know people are like, you need to go back to Africa. Definitely going to check Africa out. Shit. Probably if I got the opportunity and I hung out with the right people, probably would even buy real estate. You know what I'm saying? People say you got to get out of America. America can be on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? It's where I'm from. I'm not even just from anywhere out here in America. I'm from the heart of the United States. I'm from Kansas. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know. Um... um that's it. I can get off of that real quick. Uh, so we still got some some other trades that we need to work on. Um, okay, so the contracts are now trading at three thirty five, uh, and again, my stop did not change from two forty. Okay, so that's a good thing, and the limit is three forty. So if it goes, 
if it hits 340 and it goes below 340, it's not going to sell below 340. It's going to at least sell at 340 or the next best price. Um, um, now, another thing with the long put position. So, I had to pay a premium on this. Real quick. So, I'm, I'm trying to get all my mind together. I had to pay a premium of $3.20. So, per contract. So, I guess the question is, you know, my break even. Let me see. Here, we'll 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 come back to that. But just in case Foot Locker decides that it wants to skyrocket all the way to $35, um, we want to go ahead and make sure we cover ourselves with a um with a bullish position. Um give me one second, I'm gonna take a quick pause. Uh, has some in the oven. I'm going to take a quick pause. I'll be right back. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to kick it with your man Chan. I appreciate you letting me go through my whole patriotic rant. Um, thank you so much. Uh, thank God bless. Uh, Jesus, Jesus name we pray. Amen. This is Chan Man House of Bible. I hope I don't get canceled for that. I don't understand what's going on these days. You know, <laughs> like people say, do not talk about Christ anymore. It's like, what in the world? Oh my gosh. Okay. But this is Chairman House of Barf. Yo, 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 this is Chairman House of Barf. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by. But I'm, I apologize. I went on my rant and I totally forgot uh, that I, I have a book and I got to be very careful because I got a lot of people other than myself working on this and I don't want to destroy them. You know what I'm saying? Because they working hard and Chairman wants to say some dumb shit out of his mouth and end up messing it up for everybody, losing, you know, all these all these potential customers, but yes, there is, um, so the podcast, please support listener support can use all the assistance I can get. I got so many bills out the wazoo, uh, and I'm trying to get them taken care of at least just to maintain. I got a wonderful family, even my estranged spouse, believe it or not, as much she is trying to demolish me. And I don't want to keep slandering her name or anything, but she's a shit when she's cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But when she's not, she's not. And she's trying to destroy everything around me. But I got a cool-ass family. And, and she's going on living her life. You know, I'm not trying to be like, But, if, like, even yesterday, kicking it with my little man. You know what I'm saying? And um, he knows a lot that I'm going through. He sees it. And he sees how many people love to go around. Ah, that Chan, you're a loser. You're a bum. You look like a bum. You know what I'm saying? You look like Samuel L. Jackson from Black Snake Moan. You look like Red Fox. You know, let me make sure I'm saying the red one, the, the right one. Um, make sure it's not Red Fox, and then I know there's another guy named Red. Uh, both comedians. Yeah, Red Fox. I look like the, you know, I keep getting this stuff. You know, nobody likes you. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. I get this stuff all the time. Chewing me out. My butt got more gauze on it from all the bites. People just chewing my ass out. So kicking it with my little man and... You know what I'm saying? Um, Ra wasn't here. Uh, that's my other little one. Uh, Ra wasn't here. It was just me and Lang. And we're sitting there chilling. And he just lets me know, Dad, you're the man, Dad. Okay? And I know people keep telling you, 
nobody likes you. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, we're sitting there, we're just chilling, eating some pizza. Maybe that's why he was so happy. You know, he gets excited when he gets some pizza, you know, and it just means a lot. And he actually gave me a big hug. Like, I'm like, oh, give, give me a hug. And I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm just going to give him a little hug and blah, blah, blah. Nah. Like, it, it felt like a genuine, tight bear hug. Like, um, and and didn't let go. To a point, I'm even kind of looking at him like, what, what is this? And he's just holding on to me. His hair is, like, all in my nose and in my face. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just I'm just letting him hug me as long as he wants. And I'm just like, yo, that shit's special, man. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, that, that's what you do it for. You know what I'm saying? And got a whole lot going on. Got, I've gotten threats. And I'm, some of these threats are self-inflicted. Got assholes that, you know, are like, hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, listen, I'm not divorced yet. Stay away from my spouse. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, yo, fuck off, man. Yo, she don't like you anymore. You're about to get divorced. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Been getting threats and all that shit. Um... Again, some of it's self-inflicted. Uh, been going through a lot. Uh, not talking to in-laws. Don't even talk to the in-laws anymore. Talked to one recently. Talked to actually two of them recently, but don't even talk to the in-laws. Homeboys, we're starting to work things out. You know, we've got some things, some some wrinkles ironed out, but still not really kicking with them. Uh, so it's just been a whole lot going on. Um, and, um, you know, my little man just just let me know, like, look, there's going to be a lot of things said to you that's not true. A lot of people just don't like you, and they're angry at you. It's not that they don't like you. They're angry at you for things you've said, things you've done, and they just want to tear you down, and you know what I'm saying? But just know that, you know, if you know mom goes around or whatever and says something like, I don't like you or something, or, you know, he, he didn't speak for Ra, but he was like, just know it's not true. Just know that mom's trying to make you angry. And it was just nice because it was just me and him. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, and then it, but the funny thing is, then we just went on talking about something else. Talking about summer camp, talking about how excited he is. He got a vacation coming up, how excited he is. Um, we just watched YouTube for a little while. You know what I'm saying? And it was just really nice. So got a whole lot going on with that. Got the banks, the car companies, credit card companies, my dumbass fault. Got my credit cards down, but just been swiping them and just going crazy. Ran them up, been spending dumb money. Uh, so, just trying to get this shit on and popping. Got to, got to call the banks and try to get possibly some more loans uh, to try to pay off some other loans. I'm, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's getting ridiculous, but I'm gonna get this all on on point. So, uh, any listener support. Uh, if you enjoy the content or even just believe that it's positive content, I'm not charging for nothing. That's not even the mentality I'm going down. And I know it sounds stupid because I get it all the time. People are like, yo, get paid for something. You can get paid for it. And I'm like, I, I completely get you. You know what I'm saying? So people who listen to podcasts are looking and not paid. You know, you got to charge people. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I got it. I got it. But the thing people don't understand about business and finance is people don't really understand as much as you think. And it's like, yo, consumers are smarter than you think. But, dude, are they sometimes? They don't understand. From their mindset, why would I pay you to help me? I'm broke. I'm trying to get rich. You know, that's how they think. 
which it makes sense. But other people are like, well, you got to pay this 1% so that we can help you. And they're like, so if I do bad, if I lose money, do I still got to pay the 1%? Yes, it's a service. If you sit there at a restaurant and eat the whole plate of food and you don't like it, does that mean that you don't got to tip the server? Or Let's just say your server was terrible. I had a terrible server the other day. Guy's name was JJ. You know, terrible server. Smelt like cigarettes and weed, alcohol. Hat was all lean. Clothes were all baggy, falling off. Forgot everything. Asked for some extra marinara. Forgot it. Asked for some a refill on the water. Didn't get, do it, get it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It was it flies. A fly flew on the food. It was bad. Did I still tip them 15, 20%? Probably. It, people got a living to make. But consumers, not all consumers understand this. And if they do, they're trying to get over. You know what I'm saying? But I understand people are like, yo, I need help trying to get rich. Is there anywhere I can go? Talk about business and finance. That's another thing, a safe space. And somewhere where I don't have to give up a bunch of dollars. And it's like, yo, right here, Chan Man. And trust me, I get it. So many people are like, ah, screw Chan Man. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't he riffraff and... Now he's trying to turn shit around. I'm still riffraff. Still, still a ragamuffin. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, ain't nothing changed. You know, I'm just getting older. Got more responsibilities. You know, trying to watch my cholesterol. Trying to watch my salt intake, my sodium intake. I'm still, still chain man, a wild motherfucker. Always going to be a wild motherfucker. I come from the Midwest, but wild motherfuckers are born. You know, what I'm saying that's just that's just what we do. We got our gun, our Bible, and our dog. You know? <laughs> Disrespect one of them, you're going to meet the other two. You know? <laughs> you know? I don't know what I'm saying. Just, you got to understand. We, gotta, we run by a different set of rules, in my personal opinion, in the Midwest. You know how they say it's the Wild West? Well, we kind of, the Midwest, we kind of run by a different set of rules. Honor. Loyalty. You know? Don't fuck up. You, you fuck up. You are likely to get shot. <laughs> it's not. We're not sitting out here like dealing with a. You break the honor code. You break the loyalty code. It's you are likely to get shot. It's wild shit out there, and you do what you got to do to get ahead. You follow the laws of the land. You follow the laws written in your heart. Other than that, it's free game. And go out there and get it. You don't run by the whole. You know, that's why when you move places like the East Coast, it's confusing because out there you got Caucasians that call you nigger to your face. You know what I'm saying? So you move to a place like the East Coast, you know what I'm saying? You're confused. You know what I'm saying? Because in my head, I'm looking at them like, I know you, you know, and they're looking at me like, yo, what's your hesitation? You know, it's like, because I know, you know, I, I know you, you know. And it's confusing, you know what I'm saying? So I, I got to get over that shit. I got to figure that shit out. Because in the back of my head, I'm like, I know what you will do. You know, you'll call me nigger. You'll, you'll beat my little daughter up, my sister up at the, at the county fair. You know, because she's, you know, just a little black girl. And you could try to jump her. You'll tie my boy up to some rope on the back of a truck and drag them through the city. I know this shit about y'all, but you can't stereotype. You can't generalize. You can't be prejudiced. So when I, you know, when I get situations where I got a Caucasian 
or uh, I don't know what you call them, like a like a a, a, blank, a blanco uh, Hispanic person, somebody who kind of you know carries himself up, or or like a you know a, a, a Asian person who kind of like you know seems to carry themselves more of like a Caucasian. You know what I'm saying? And they're and they're saying their shit like, oh, your grammar is not correct and everything. All I can hear is nigga, 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 nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's all I hear. I'm like, they really just want to say nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you're 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 habitually copying and pasting. All I hear is nigger. You know, like I know that sounds terrible, but that's all I hear because, you know, in the Midwest it's wild out there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody call you nigger to your face. You know, somebody told me, watch this video of all these people that got into, I guess, this racial fight, security guard at a at a at a pier or something. You know what I'm saying? No offense. That's how it is. Somebody calls somebody a nigga. You go to a bus stop. Everybody waiting at the bus stop, right? Black people were there first. They've been standing there the longest. They get in line. Black people, no offense. If I'm thinking about it, they're just thinking, okay, I've been sitting here. Let me let me get on, on the bus. Then you have your Caucasians that believe that they should be first. You know what I'm saying? So then they try to hop in front of them. And then somebody that's black says, uh-uh, not today. Not today. That's really what it comes down to. If you see the show called Beef on Netflix, that's what it's about. It's black people, they, they reach a certain point. They, I've heard that that's when you know you got your, your Native American in you. When that bud starts boiling. You know? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that's what it is. A lot of times, it's not today. You got people who cut you off in traffic. You pick today. You say, not today. I hear some people say, today he chose violence. You know what I'm saying? And black person says, not today. And then you see the Caucasian say, you nigger. You know, <laughs> get your hands off me, you nigger. And that black person says, not today. And they hit him. Then that white person squads up. They got their squad. They, they jumping this black guy now or black woman whatever it is they don't care they don't care there ain't no don't hit no woman white people would knock the living shit out of a black woman dogger shit and so then somebody else you know somebody i'm not saying like me but says yo i heard that n-word but i'm trying to be new today you can't fuck up every racist person in the world you know what i'm saying if you think you're gonna go around fucking up every racist person in the world you got uh you got a lot of so Sometimes you even get to a point where like, okay, they dropped the N-bomb, let them go. But when they start getting physical, then you're like, oh, hell no, they ain't going to just hit that lady like that. Then you're going to knock their ass out. Then you got all this shit going on just because grown-ass people can't wait in a line together. You know what I'm saying? So that's more so just more so stuff that, you know, got to work on, got to get over it myself as well. And understand sometimes if somebody's sitting there saying, hey, your grammar, your communication, your verbal communication is not up to par. It's not professional. Professional for me sometimes sounds like a co-word for it's not white enough, you know? And I could be wrong. It's not Caucasian enough. I'm going to get my fucking show. That's why nobody listens to this shit because they're like, you know what? He's just some white basher. Nah, not at all. Not at all. You know, <laughs> if I told you King Kumbaya, but... um. Going back to the book, I'm not all on topic about the book. So they're going to say it's a black author. You know what I'm saying? I don't, so that's what it's going to be, a black author talking about financial literacy. And hopefully there's not really a huge, you know, 
bunch of these going around, so it'd be a great opportunity for myself, you know what I'm saying, to try to get some bread in and uh, take care of at least my two wonderful children that I have, you know what I'm saying, and um, provide them with opportunities to go to great colleges and whatnot, if they want to go to college, you know, uh, I'm just trying to get all this shit on point, you know, um, got people trying to rob me, not rob me, like stick them up, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, just, oh gosh, people just trying to sell my house, I'm trying to hold on, it's a whole lot, I'm at a point where I'm thinking about just giving up and just selling it, you know what I'm saying, just being like, you know what, go ahead and sell it, you know, just get the bread, pay all the taxes on it, because I'm probably not going to end up in another house, you know, with everything going on, credit scores getting shot, savings accounts getting shot, so how the hell am I going to get into another house? So I'm going to be sitting on that bread and I'm going to have to pay 40% capital gains tax on it when all this was just unnecessary because of a few mistakes made between some grown people, you know, but yeah. So um, you want to support, please support the book. Uh, I've given up my email information is c287gph at gmail.com. Uh, and please just send your contact information right now. We're just accepting donations. We're not even accepting money right now. Uh, we're accepting contact information. Um, and we're going to try to get, I'm going to try to scale up. People always tell me scale up. I was listening to this guy named Robert. I can't remember his name, right? Black billionaire, whatever. Scale up, scale up. Like, for example, I say, I want to at least get possibly a thousand pre-orders. Like, not even a thousand pre-orders, a thousand emails and a thousand phone numbers, right? If I can hear somebody say, scale up, go for 10,000. Scale up, you know? And then when the book gets a published date, I'll have 10,000 phone numbers to call. And if you have 10,000 phone numbers to call, how many of those people you think are going to buy a book? Compared to if you get a thousand phone numbers and you call a thousand people, how many of those people you think are going to buy a book? So... Scaling up. That's what I'm going to try to work on. Um, oh, computer's about to die. Um, so I'm going to work on that. Uh, sometimes I go on my little tangents, but we're going to get back to this market. Just give me a second. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your man's chain. I appreciate it. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's Chan Man, House of Barf. Yo, this is a little game that we do play in my house. Well, we used to. Drink every time Chan Man talks about the Midwest. I'm just sipping on Pepsi right now. Um, if you heard, we got some pizza yesterday. And I bought a two liter of some Pepsi. Did some old shit. Um, this shit, you know, back in the day shit. Um, okay. What we got going on today? Okay, so we were taking a look. Uh, I'm seriously. If anybody, seriously, I just want to say, thinks that any of the comments I make are offensive or racist or sexist or classist or anything, I apologize. That's not my intentions at all. Sometimes I'm just thinking I'm stating it as I see it. Um, you know, and sometimes I feel like it can come off as like, I hope it's not like, you know, bash whitey um because i'm not about bashing anybody i grew up around gay bashing 
Um, again, in the Midwest. Drink every time Chairman talks about the Midwest. So I'm taking a sip of my Pepsi. Um, there was this thing when I was growing up called gay bashing. And what it was is if you saw a gay person, people would go just start hitting on them and whatnot. Um, wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. Um, at the time I, when I was a little kid and some people, they're, they're like, um, they're smarter than me, you know, a lot smarter than me. They, they knew it was wrong when we were kids. Me, I was just like, oh yeah, I don't know. They're hitting on that kid cause he's gay or something, you know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not thinking about it in my head, you know, uh, same, you know, it just, They'll do the same thing to blacks. You know, you're in the wrong. They'll do the same thing to Muslims. Seriously. Um, uh, so I guess I never really thought about it. But now as I got older, I was like, man, that wasn't cool, man. Like, we should have helped those those gay boys out. You know, and it's not, I've never had anything against, you know, gays or whatever. I, I promise. I had, I, I had a gay friend probably when I was way back in like second, third grade. He looked like, I mean, kidding, he looked like Lance from, um, uh, what is that? NSYNC or Backstreet Boy? I think it's NSYNC. Promise, this was about like second, third grade. Then I did, I did hurt one of my gay friends' uh, um, feelings, and I'm not proud about it. And I don't even want to repeat it. It was my buddy. Everybody, everybody would. Um, I, don't, we, I don't think we ever called it to his face, but all my buddies would be like, "Oh, you about to go hang out with Fat Tony?" That, that's what we call him, Fat Tony. Uh, I love that guy, Fat Tony. But one day, just chilling, and he told me he was gay. Actually, we were sitting down eating lunch, and he told me he was gay. This is when I, I like, I hung out with Fat Tony, and I guess everybody knew he was gay except me. He, I just thought he was a really cool ass motherfucker. Um, they're like, don't you think it's funny that all his friends are girls? Like, you know how you got like a guy that has a lot of girlfriends, but. Fat Tony, all his friends are girls and you, you know, I'm like, huh? And I, and seriously, I didn't even holler at all the girls. They were just cool as shit too. They were, you know, I don't know. We used to just be chilling. Um, I, I, this story really bothers me. Shit. I offended whew, probably three of my friends, gay friends at this time. Oh, I know they, they hate me for it. And, um, Fat Tony told me that he was gay, and um, I said, man, stop playing, man. I'll beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, <gasps> and I'm just like, yo. You know, I saw his reaction. I was like, yo, why are you acting like that? I'm thinking, like, you know, he's messing around. And he got mad, and he didn't talk to me for a while. Like, a while meaning, like, I don't know, a few days or something. I hung out with this guy. Like, we, you know, we chilled at the lockers together and everything. And um, didn't talk to me for a few days. And then one day we were talking, and then that's when he told me. He was like, yo, you really hurt my feelings, man. And um, did some crazy shit. So I'm like, Tony, man, listen, I don't care that you're gay. You know, my bad. You know, I was just being an asshole. I was like, Tony, come here. Give me a hug and a kiss. So, you know, Chan, I'm just being stupid. So I get a guy a kiss, like, on his cheek, right? <laughs> you know, just being stupid. 
Just Tony, get over here. Give me a hug. And I give him like a kiss like on his cheek or something. Well, guess what? Bunch of people see this. <laughs> and now there's this rumor that went around. We heard Chan Man was kissing Fat Tony or whatever. His name wasn't Fat Tony, but that was a joke that my buddies would crack. But oh, Chan's about to go hang out with Fat Tony. Um, and that went around. Chan, I heard you messing around with guys now. It's like, nah, dog, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's not true at all. It was, um, yeah, then, yeah, I had a couple, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, besides that, like, anybody, it, everybody knows. I don't think it's necessary to have a bunch of Patrick Mahomes or Drake's running around. I don't think that's necessary. But what I do think is necessary is that we can acknowledge all of our different cultures. You know, like, and, and with people, and they're different, you know, cultures, nationalities, just acknowledge them as they want to be acknowledged. And I know what people are going to say. Well, then if I identify as a lamp, it's like, look, at my next job, I'm going to identify as the chief executive officer. You know, All right, I'm, I'm kidding. but, you know, if that's how people want to be acknowledged. Like, I don't want to be acknowledged as, um, I don't know, three-fourths citizen or as, um, um, I don't know what else it would, you know, or, or as a woman. No, the thing about a woman, you know, that, it's like, yo, my mom is a huge part of my life. You know what I'm saying? Um... So, it doesn't, if you want to call me sissy or feminine or whatever, I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, a daddy's boy or mama's boy at all. You know, I'm a mom and dad boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, these guys want to go around being the most masculine men of the masculine men. That shit doesn't bother me. I don't give a fuck about all that. You know what I'm saying? If. And I'm not trying to promote violence or anything, but if, if it has to come down to it, then, you know, it has to come down to it. And may the best man win. Shit, I've gotten my ass kicked by a gay person before. I have. Kind of uh, got in a fight with this gay. It was a gay guy. Knocked the shit out of my tooth. <laughs> yeah, we weren't fighting over that. We were fighting over, I don't know. It's probably a game or something. You know what I'm saying? Squar- squared up with him. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker has some unnatural strength. Knocked the shit out of me. I mean, I ain't like pass up. I was probably like, it's probably like 13 or something. You know what I'm saying? Just fighting this uh this gay guy. You know what I'm saying? Dude was strong. You know what I'm saying? Knock the shit out of my mouth. You know, yeah, take it easy. Not like, you know, just saying, you know, so you know, have nothing. Nothing. Honestly. I just want to get that nothing against nobody. Uh I, I think we could all sit around, talk, get shit figured out. Um, there are some things that I do just like, I got to set the boundary sometimes. Okay. Now, one thing I do believe in is rape, you know what I'm saying? Statutory, unconsensual, shit like that. That shit is kind of like off my plate. Like, yo, if she says no or he says no, whoever it is, whoever says no, no. And definitely leave the the youngsters, the young angels, leave them alone, definitely. You know what I'm saying? I know, trust me, if I was, you know, 13, 14, 15, 
know what I'm saying? And some 40-year-old woman came hollered at me. I would say it was consensual. I'd be like, no, no, she came hollered at me. And, you know, I just went back to her place. And, she, you know, she offered me beverages. And, no, no, it's okay. Man, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know. You don't know what you're doing. And, one, the mental trauma that you're going to go through as you get older. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that, oh, shit, that wasn't right. I got pride on by, uh, even if she was 30, you're 15. Now, 30 and 18, okay, but still. Now, the question is, see, this is where I get a little confused. You know, where I'm like, okay, let's say it's a 15-year-old and a 30-year-old. I don't know how they're talking. I don't know how they're interacting. But I guess, like, the parents are involved, you know what I'm saying, and the parents know they're talking, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm like, I, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, like, I guess, you know, you know, that's where it's like, because, I know, you hear it, like, I don't know, I heard some cases on surviving uh, such and such, you know, where they're like, yo, the parents knew, and I was like, whoa, so what do you do in that situation, it's like, do you arrest the parents, or, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That part, I, I get a little, little lost. Like, I don't know. The parents are giving their consent. You know what I'm saying? But still, no, no intercourse at all. At all. No. But, like, if we're starting to set it up, you know, where it's like when she turns 18, um, she's going to marry this man. Or when he turns 18, he's going to marry this woman. Or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that I'm kind of like, I don't know if like, and, and also what if it's like, I don't know, I'm just being wild now. What if it's like some prince of, you know, Serbia or, or Saudi Arabia or something. And like, now me, I'm like, no, you're not getting anywhere near my children. Like at all. No, you can wait until, you know, not even when she's 18, you're going to wait till she's like 20, 20 something, at least drinking age. You know, give her a second, you know, when you're, when you're 30, 31, she's 21, maybe, okay, now we can talk or whatever, you know, but no, not getting anywhere near my children at all. Um, you know, just, yeah, but that's kind of where my boundaries kind of lie right there. But as far as like, I really try to say like no sin's greater than the other sin. Now that's not completely true. I do believe there are sins that are you know, I'm not sure how it's judged. Uh, only reason I say that is because, like, for example, people talk about what happens if there is a time when the, uh, is every voice going to hear about Jesus? The way I was raised, every voice has to hear about Jesus before the world comes to an end and everybody has their choice. But what if there is a group of people who didn't hear about Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Uh, would they be judged at the same rate? as everyone else who has had the opportunity to accept Jesus, you know, as their Lord and Savior. Um, um, and then also um, babies that, you know, have to suffer because of the sins of their father or whatnot. They can't possibly be judged at the same rate as somebody like me who's had plenty of opportunities to, you know, um, accept Jesus in my life, which I have, but I still, 
you know, I, I, I still I still mess up quite often, quite often. I'm getting better every day. What is it? Uh, God ain't done with me yet. So I saw the market had a little bit of a turnaround. Let me go ahead and hop over all these topics before I get myself in some serious trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell you, I don't really have to go crazy and try to, um, um, I don't have to go crazy and try to create some content. Sometimes the things that cross my mind and the things I talk about already are probably just a little bit touchy enough. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so let me stop there for get myself in some serious trouble. Uh, but yeah, I did want to just explain that um, no animosity, no, no hatred towards anybody. Um, I, I, I know that we got our interracial conflicts. Uh, 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 not too long ago, I seen a interracial um, conflict between uh, uh, Spanish speaking people, Hispanics or whatever. And uh, I forgot what they were talking about. Oh, he just thinks less of me because I'm from Mexico or something. And I'm like, what? He, what, what? What do you mean? Like, he thinks less of me. Oh, you can't tell he's from, I don't know. I can't remember. You're gay or um, Argentina or something. Oh, you can't tell? He's from Argentina. I was like, oh, oh, is that true? Oh, is that, is, is that, oh, he's, he's from Argentina? And yeah, and he just thinks low on us Mexicans. And I was like, oh, okay, so y'all have y'all little little thing going on. You know, okay, y'all should work on that. Both both of y'all uh eat the same food, both of y'all you know, or I don't know, there may be some difference in the food. You speak the same language, you know what I'm saying, whatnot. But damn, I didn't know y'all had had beef like that. Oh, a few years ago I was in the middle of a, a Caucasian little thing. Um uh one of my buddies was Italian, and I guess these other Caucasians were wasp or something. I don't know. The Anglo-Saxons or whatever. I don't know. And they were making fun of my buddy because he was Italian. You know, and I was like, what? Oh, so, and of course, they all have jokes, I hate to say this, about Jewish people. You know, it's like, what is this thing? What is this about? All y'all are Caucasians. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we have our little, our little things amongst each other. I'm just like, man, leave the Jewish people alone. Like, damn it, why do y'all have so many jokes? I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't even be talking about this. Uh, but, um, yeah, I saw that. They were just, um, I don't know, messing around with my buddy because I guess he has more style than, I guess, other Caucasian people. He likes to dress a little fresher than other Caucasian people and whatnot. Um, so they were getting on him about that. Uh, even in the blacks, we, the blacks... You remember back in the day, this I shouldn't even bring this up. Back in the day, what was it? African booty scratcher? Get out of here, you African booty scratcher. You know, like it was just so messed up. So messed up the stuff that goes on. And I'm not I'm not for any of that. I may talk about what I try to talk about more so is from the economic situation. And sometimes I guess I talk about the war zones or bus stops and stuff like that that used to go on. And my people would always say, damn it. We did not work hard enough. I'm like, yo, chill out. Y'all, y'all, are, y'all are pushing 70. Y'all are over 70. And they're like, we didn't fight hard enough. I'm going, there's no reason why you should still be getting fired from your job at 36 years old. I'm like, hey, don't remind me. Damn it. You should not have to be dealing with this. Chan, I know your work is not that bad. I know it's not. I'm like, so you think it's partially bad? Well, I know it's bad. I see how you text. Text like a child. You know? <laughs> like, I say, like, but Chan, you got... 
You had your Series 7. You had Series 66. You had your life insurance license. You had your master's. I mean, you got your master's. You've worked for one of the top wealth management companies in the world. There is you. Your work can't be that bad. You got people in there that are playing politics and they're bullying you. One, because you make it easy for them. Two, because you're black and you're a man and they don't want a threat in there. And you're coming in there, you're making your crew, you got your little alliances, but who are you? One thing people don't realize is I'm not sucking dick. I don't go in there and find the big wigs. And I know everybody say, well, you're fucking up. That shit, that shit gets you a long way. I, I go in there, I see the big wigs. I treat, I treat everybody the same. I say, what's up? Such and such. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And I roll off and I say, what's up to the security guards and the, you know, sanitary engineers. And I roll out. I go to my desk, I probably put up my, my Pivot podcast or my million dollars worth of game or CNBC and see what's going on in the market, NFL Network, see what's going on, NBA TV, see what's going on in the NBA. Same old, same old shit. I go get my Chobani yogurt. Usually I like peach or strawberry. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I like to drop a little couple of blueberries in there with some granola and a little bit of honey and... I know I'm not proud about this. I uh, don't really drink caffeine, but sometimes I'll grab me a monster energy drink. And people will say, you know, that's the devil's drink. I'm like, dog, I know. People keep telling me it's like some 666 or something. And they're like, yeah, you know, that's it's some devil shit. And I'll be like, dog, but this shit gets me through the day. I don't even got to drink the whole thing. I just got to drink like a quarter. And if I'm really under a lot of pressure, I'll drink half. You know what I'm saying? I'll put it in the fridge and save the other half for tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? The shit gets me through the rest of the day. Even past 5 o'clock when I got to go to the extracurriculars, shit, I still got energy till about, whew, shit. Sometimes it doesn't wear off, you know, Some, but usually I'll have it until about 8.30, you know, you know, 8 until, you know, once I get back from my extracurriculars, you know, that's probably when it's going to start wearing down, you know, and I'll just be doing the same shit, just trying to work on my cases and one thing that I think people hate is because I like to maybe go into a little bit too depth. I probably work just a tad bit too slow. But it's not that I'm working slow. It's just that uh, I'm trying to analyze everything. Because you got to remember, you're dealing with scam artists. So, for example, in Prince George's County, we got this thing that's coming up about uh, clear book bags. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be one way to prevent drugs and guns and stuff getting into our schools. You know what I'm saying? It's just one, it's just one step. What people got to realize is deterrents are huge against criminals. Just a deterrent. Deterrent meaning, like, for example, they'll say, always keep a man in the house. I'm not trying to be sexist or nothing. If you're a woman, if you're a single woman, just call your dad up, your uncle, your brother, um, whoever it is. Immediately, if you can, you know, it's kind of strange, but go around, meet your neighbors. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, hello, new to the community, blah, blah, blah. Supposedly, you know, uh, I don't know, criminals or whatever pry on single women. So they always say, just keep a man just stopping by. Hey, what's up? Come and take your trash out. You know what I'm saying? And what they'll do is they'll make people see that man in and out of there. And they'll say, you know what, don't go mess with it. Not saying they'll say it, but they'll kind of subconsciously say it, man. If we mess with her, 
there's there's always this black guy that's in and out of her spot. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? But they see her. She ain't never got nobody over there. Let's just go say what's up to her. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, women, they're so nice and friendly, sweet. You know, not all of them. I'm just saying, general, sometimes they can be more aggressive than men. But, you know, just, hey, oh, look, it's the it's the gang, the people who are always hanging outside. And they want to come say hello to me now. You know, so little deterrence. They even say if you just put even a, a fake camera outside your house, a fake one. You know what I'm saying? Shit don't even work. That shit was from the last uh, homeowners. We haven't even set that shit up yet. That shit will deter people. Uh, in your car, if you have an alarm that blinks, the blinking alarm, that may deter somebody. Just These are just little deterrents. These are not even the booby trap or the, you know, 45 or the shotgun. This not, is this not even the, the, this is the deterrent. You know what I'm saying? This is how you can get approximately, I'm not even sure, probably let's say somewhere between 70%. Of criminals just to go somewhere else. Unless they're like some mass. We're going to hit all these houses in this neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? That's how you're going to be able to just deter. A huge number of criminals away. So. I'm. I'm looking. But other than that you got to realize. These, these criminals. These scam artists. They're always going to figure out a way. That's what they do. That's what it's all about. So you got to clear a book bag. What are people going to do? They're going to figure out how to get it in anyways. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you going to give me that pack tomorrow? Yeah, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Where are they going to hide it? They're going to hide it in between the books or whatever they can, in their notebook, whatever it is, in their drawers. People are going to find ways. Come on. I mean, you go to correctional facilities. They said, man, I got, I got drugs on the inside, got drugs on the outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are going to figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying that we can't stop it. But that was one thing, one reason why I probably was probably working just a little bit too slow because I'm trying to see and think. So when you do an investigation, I'm not saying that I've ever done any in-depth investigations. Trust me, some really intelligent lawyers and everything. So proud of them all the time. I still look at some of the cases like I see it on on the news and I'm like, oh, snap, look at them. They shut them down or they find them. I'm like, yo, y'all go do your thing. But with the investigation, you kind of it's kind of like working backwards a little bit. And forwards and sideways, you know. So somebody throws something at you. They're like, oh, such and such hit me. Right? That's where you come in at. Such and such hit me. Now you got to work all the steps. Okay. I'm looking at them. Uh, I don't see any bumps, any bruises. Uh, There looks to be like a red spot on their cheek, but I can't tell if that's just their skin or if that was the spot where they were slapped or hit. And then you look, you see who the other individual is. You look at them, you're like, oh, their stance looks a little guilty. Okay, their eyes, it looks a little guilty. But okay, I'm not sure if it's true or not. And the other person says, no, I didn't. Of course. So what you have is you have a claim. This person claims that they've been hit. This person is throwing a counterclaim saying that they did not hit the person. So now... We're stuck here trying to figure out multiple things. So what really happened? Is it really worth going through all the effort to figure out what really happened? Is there a way that we can settle this? You know, so you're trying to walk through all these steps. And now, of course, in the court of law, 
the way that they're going to figure out how serious people are is they're going to start throwing fees and fines at you. All right, you want to you want to state your claim? $1200. If you pay the $1200, then we'll we will we will we will at the bare minimum, we will possibly listen to your claim. You know, it may not even get anywhere, but we may just listen to the claim. Maybe, you know, and then if you want to state your counterclaim, it's going to cost you a thousand dollars. You know, if it's that serious or you can just go ahead and take what's in the claim. They say he slapped me. He better. I don't know. Do this. It's like either you could just do what they tell you, you know, what I'm saying in a state that you're you're the one at charge or give your counterclaim and we'll see where we go from here or give your answer. We'll see where we go from here. You know, so that's kind of where it goes with investigation is you got to break all this shit down. Now, you got you're dealing with people who are. Very intelligent people who learn the system, they learn the system from mentors. Uh, don't worry about those investigators. They don't ever pay attention to shit. They got dumbass bosses. Trust me. One of those bosses works for me. Trust me. And I talk to them all the time. And they're they're stupid as fuck. Like, listen, this is what you do. We're going to do this. A lot of times they'll say, you know what? We, we don't do time. We just pay the fine. You know what I'm saying? And I just made that up. But that's how they behave. You know what I'm saying? Look, trust me. I've talked to this. Oh, my gosh. What, this lawyer... Dude, they didn't know shit. So then they take all that information and then they relay it to their apprentices or whatever that are coming up. Listen, this is all we got to do. Okay. This is all we got to do. Keep it pumping. Keep pumping this. Keep pumping this. When it comes in, we're going to pay whatever fine or whatever it is. Nobody's going to jail. Don't worry. Nobody's going to lose their licenses. Don't worry. This is how we're going to operate this. We've been doing this for years. You know what I'm saying? So this is when you got to have investigators that not saying that I'm the best. I was probably one of the worst investigators, but investigators like me. One thing, you know, I don't really talk about with a lot of people is and I'm not saying I hang out with these people anymore. And I hung out with these people 15, 16 years ago. I hung out with the people who were, I mean, daily, daily. Not saying I hung out with them, but maybe associates, you know, just, hey, you want to get together and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Daily. How you have a job and go to work daily, people get around daily and talk about what lick are we going to hit today? Like daily. This isn't, they, they get around, you know, order pizza, put on Friday or Kung Fu movies or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Sit around smoke, drink, and it's like, okay. And now you got to remember, these people, they don't sit around and drink like you drink. They sit around and drink and smoke all day, two, three in the morning, may fall asleep till six in the morning, wake back up six in the morning, right back at it, fall asleep around 2.30, 3 p.m., wake up around 5, 6 p.m., right back at it. You know, this isn't, I mean, constant smoking, constant drinking, constant uh, planning. Like, it's different, you know what I'm saying, than 
you go to work, come home from work, pour yourself a drink, have yourself a smoke, check your portfolio, see what happened to Trump. Did he get indicted? You know, no, no. These people, they're sitting around and at some point, they may sit around a table. At some point, they may just sit around in circle, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just say, okay, what's the look for today? And then people basically present their cases. Uh, essentially, this is what they're doing. They're like, they're briefing on, hey, there's this guy that I've been seeing come to the Shell gas station every day. And every day, I notice he has a wad of money in his pocket. Or I notice that he always seems to have three bad bitches. And you know what I'm saying? Or, or I notice he always seems to have this pouch, and I think it's full of weed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've seen this house. This house, uh, it's an old lady or something. Um, every time I go to the grocery store, there's always this guy who pulls up in a red Corvette or a gold Cadillac, and they always park the car, leave it running in front of the grocery store. I think we could hit that and take it up to the chop shop and get at least... At least a G for it or $600 or something for it. This is what they do all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? Hey, um, my buddy down in North Carolina says that he uh, has a pee um, and uh, it's, some, it's some swag and uh, he's willing to give it to us for, you know, five, $600. $500, $600 for a pee? All right. I haven't been to North Carolina in a while. Let's just take that ride. You know what I'm saying? Um, got somebody in Massachusetts. You know, seriously. Um, said they got the some pack that's out of this world, but they're going to hit us over the head for about three fifty an onion. Okay, well, how many onions can we get before they break that shit down? You know what I'm saying? They said if we get six onions, they'll do it for They'll do it for three even. They'll say, okay, well, I guess we're gonna be, got to be about to be going to Massachusetts. You know, seriously, all day, every day. Not, not once every few days. So what's the plan today? You know, no, they're doing this every day for years on top of years on top of years. So that's pretty much the mindset that I kind of go into some of these investigations with, which is how do these people commit these crimes daily and get away with it? These people, they understand the law. They're like, okay, all right, we're going to go steal that car out in front of that grocery store. Leave that to one of the youngins. You know what I'm saying? If they get caught, they're only going to get a little bit of time. You know what I'm saying? Um, that pack in Massachusetts, leave that for one of the older people. Um, I, I want to make sure we can trust who's picking that up. And then not that they're going to pull over on the side of the road and smoke an onion to themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, they handle the thing that people be knowing the shit. So that's how I kind of, my mindset goes where I'm like, when I'm running an investigation, see a lot of people run their investigations like, well, what's the high yielding crime? The high yield. We want high yield crime. We want high yield. Okay? All that small petty shit, get it out of here. But I'm like, in my mindset, I'm like, that small petty shit is on purpose. They're like, yo, send the youngins out 
to sell those nick and dime bags. Okay, send the youngins out to go do that. If they get caught, um, they'll just do a little bit of time. They'll be out tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Send the youngins out. Youngin gets caught. They are in the holding cell. They get out. So my mind says, like, we got to be on top of that shit. And it's not take every bait. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you do get caught in a situation where you may have overlooked something. And that's why you need mentors. You need wisdom. And they say, Chan, you overlooked that. And actually, that right there is huge. And I'm like, oh, shit. See, what you don't understand is how many times have they done this flip? See, that's something you're not thinking about. You're thinking they just did it to this one person. Oh, yeah, that's all they did. You know, the person lost $1,200. You know what I'm saying? So they turn around, well, how many times did they run this this gig? How many times did they run it? They may not just be running it with this one person. And I'm like, okay, 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 cool. And you learn. You learn and you keep going. So that aspect was never really appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Never really appreciated. Never really appreciated that I was taking my time. Also, worked for a wealth management company. And everybody always says, Oh, well, I worked for a wealth management company, too. Or, oh, I was a police officer, too. So I really have a great mindset. Or I'm a lawyer, so I have a great mindset. Um, I think everybody really has great mindsets. Lawyers are truly intelligent, very intelligent human beings, seriously. Can write well, can speak well, can dress well, very disciplined. Um, maybe not all lawyers, but, you know, like, yo, lawyers are very intelligent. Some things I do think can be brushed over. You know, because they're always looking for that case. What case can we send to court and get trialed and get money? You know what I'm saying? So they're they're bringing in millions and millions of dollars to the company. You know, um, that's more so where somebody like me, I may not be such on that. I may be more so thinking about something else. It's like, what's going on here? And how can we possibly be more proactive and get ahead of this? You know what I'm saying? So that this doesn't happen. I think about grandma that I assisted, you know what I'm saying, when uh, I was at the wealth management company, 30 years. She saved up 350 grand. 30 years, 350 grand. Can you imagine that? That's like, is that going to be me? I mean, 30 years, 300, like, I imagine I'm going to have more in my account than that, but, you know, it's a reality. And we got to protect that 350K from people before it even happens. And, man, I talked to some great, investigators, man, there's some great investigators out there. I mean, fantastic. You know, oh man, I love working with great people. It's the best. Intelligent, uh, non-patronizing, non-condescending, hard workers. Um, love working with great investigators. And some, yo, seriously, there's some great investigators out there. Like, they have like so much data and stuff that they got put together. So many things that they're watching all at once. Verbal skills are great. Written skills are great. It was awesome working with them. And sometimes they didn't seem like they were racist. You know, I love working with somebody who doesn't seem like they're racist. Other people, there's a lot of people, they all seem like they're racist. You know, you're just like, just like how sometimes I hear shit. And I'm like, yo, are they saying nigger? Sometimes I hear shit and I say, oh, that was racist. But it may not be. And I got to work on that. That's something I got to work on. But. Again, getting into shit, you know, I know I go off on my little tangents. This tangent was about 36 minutes, and we got to get back to these markets. Uh, still didn't finish up my uh, Foot Locker trade that I wanted to work on, uh, but I do want to say thank you so much to anybody, everybody who decided to stop by and um, 
listen to your man, chairman. Oh, this contract is going down. Ah. Uh, uh, oh, I lost it. I was so close. Uh, now it's just trading at $3.20. A broken even. Oh, shit. I put my thing at 340. It didn't reach 340. It reached like... No, it, re it reached 340. Um... But it didn't it didn't sell. But I do have a trailing stop in. So we'll we'll go ahead and touch on this real quick. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your man Chan. I appreciate it. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Yo, 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 what's good? It's Chan Man House of Barf. Now, one thing I do want to clear up. A lot of people get concerned when they hear about me being a a, a former investigator or uh, slash a little bit of an analyst, whatever. They think, oh snap, he's a snitch. Like for the most part, I was in the securities field. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you committed a crime right in front of me, I couldn't even call my, the I, like, I'd have to call someone else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless you were running, like, some Ponzi scheme or something, uh, I, I had I had nothing to do with you. I really could, could care less about what you got going on. Uh, there's nothing I could do. Um, at the most, at the most... I may be able to get that information to the right regulator, you know, at the most. So, you know, you know, if you're running some human trafficking, uh, not anymore or something, there's nothing really I could, there's nothing I could do. But what I could do is because of the connections you build. And that's one thing I hate about getting terminated is there's some people who I really fucked with. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. Um... I may have a quicker connection to, you know, local authorities. Like if somebody's about to commit suicide, you know what I'm saying? Let's say you're like, oh, somebody's standing on top of that building, they're about to jump. I'll probably have a quicker connection to local enforcement. Um, or if there's like some human trafficking or some shit, I may have a quicker connection to the FBI. Uh, considering that we may have worked together, not saying that I have worked with local law enforcement or the FBI or whatever, considering that we may have built that connection through maybe some, I don't know, some scam that crossed over into the FBI's jurisdiction or something, you know? So um, that may be possible, but nah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't looking at anything uh, anybody else is doing. Um, so, Again, working on this uh, Foot Locker trade, which I should have already had the order put in, you know, just in case it's happened. But the contract has already came down. So, essentially, what I'm thinking is, okay, so we have our long put position in the break even. I don't have my book up. The break even for a long put position. Uh... See, when I Google it, I type... Oh, here, let me just say it. What is the break even for a long put position? Okay. What is the break even for a put position? According to Investopedia, for a call buyer, the break even point is reached when the underlying asset is equal to the strike price plus the premium paid. While the BEP for a put position is reached when the underlying asset is equal to the strike price minus the premium paid. Okay. So it's strike price minus premium. So let me go. Um, 
Uh, so what's this? 25. I promise. I promise. I probably said some shit and I'm going to get my ass kicked one day. I don't really be meaning to offend anybody, but people be like, oh, sometimes some of the shit you be saying just is wild. Um, all right. So with a long put position, my break even is 2180. So I'm essentially saying it's going to go below 2180 with that long put position, which it got pretty close and then it kind of fell back. Not, I mean, it, it didn't get close to 2180, but it was going down and then it, it just kind of made a turnaround. So with that turnaround, the turnaround can be if it reaches approximately, let's say, $34. Um, I would have put $35. So I wanted, I want to be able to trade and protect my position. And so I'm going to look for, I'm going to look for, just for lack of being able to be an expert in this, possibly if I can get same strike, uh, I mean, I mean, same expiration date. Um, you know, I'm going to go shorter. I'm just going to go on the short term because that was expensive in February. Let me just go to like, like 50 days out. So September 29th. Um, just in case it does shoot up. You know, we got school that's going to be in session. Let me go 66 days out, see if there's any contracts out there. Uh and we can get a short call position. Oh, man, these joints are expensive. Okay, I see a November 23rd, 30 strike price. And it's a dollar to sell the contract. So, let's see. Am I able to get this? I just want, like... To sell like one contract. Hmm. Let me see if I can get this for under a dollar. Because I got to pay premiums and shit. Um, September 29th. Okay. So September 29th. And nobody's trading these right now. So that's another thing you want to pay attention to that I'm noticing is you want to pay attention to see if people are even trading it. So it looks like people are possibly buying the calls. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can sell a contract, a call contract. I'm going to try to sell one, see if I got enough bread for one contract. did have enough bread saying I don't have enough bread in the account let me try this again one See, I don't have enough bread hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. 
So I'm gonna have to figure this out. Um, I'll keep looking around, see. Um, I'm not understanding why I'm saying I don't have. Here, let me. Let me cancel. Uh, this order and see if I got enough bread now. Uh, sell a call. I'm gonna do market. Not February. What did I say? It was like, it was like September 23rd. What is it? September oh, oh September fifteenth. No, let me see. September twenty ninth. I'm go September twenty ninth. So I'm just trying to put all this in. And was it strike price? Strike price. I'll go to I'll do thirty two fifty. Do I I should have enough bread for thirty two fifty. Because people ain't trading that as much. And I could probably buy for 15 cents. And then I guess sell it for like 25 cents. And just make. What's that? Uh, 10 cents. Make what? Like a dollar? Let's see. 10 cents times. And that's what I mean. I'm trying to get these numbers right. Oh, I could probably make like $10. Let me see. It is being traded. Saying this is not being traded. Right there. There it goes. But what's the probability by September 23rd that this is going to be at $32? Let me see. September 23rd. I'm looking on my calendar right now. September 23rd. Um, this being... Me selling this contract, I, I want it to be in the money, uh, or out of the money, if I'm correct. I want it to be out of the money. So September around 23rd, uh, let me just go to 50-50, or actually, let me go to 31. So, wow, there's like an 80% chance that this will be below. 31. So that's why nobody's getting it. Because people are like, yo, that's, that's it. There's, there's going to be an 80% chance it's going to be below 30, $31 or whatever. So, got to get a little bit more um, where people are going to trade it. So let me go to like. I guess like October and see if I can get it at around strike price like 25. I'm going to go to October. Probably not going to be able to afford it. Yeah, see, people are trading puts. My, yeah, my put is doing, a, yeah, they're trading puts right now. Nobody's buying calls. So I may be able to sell this call. At a lower price or something. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. 
Sorry I'd be going on my tangents. You know, I'm sorry, man. You know, it started off, I did it the first couple of times, about 150 episodes ago, where I was like, you know what, Chan, you got to do something to make these people meet you and understand. See, people are buying puts right now. So I need to sell my put and see if I can get some bread. I'm going to try to sell my put at $3.40. Let me just go ahead and just do a limit order, period. I'm going to cancel this. And I'm just going to do a limit order. And I'm going to put it at $3.50. See if I can get some more bread for it. Okay. So that's in now. It's at three fifty. The contracts are currently trading at approximately February twenty-four. Um, short price twenty-five. Contracts are trading at about three thirty right now. Um, and these contracts are trading pretty high. Okay, so that's why you gotta really get these numbers accurate. Uh, it didn't execute. That was just an update on some news. Um, I don't even know what it was. Um, because these contracts, those, these puts are trading. You know, people want these contracts. So, can I sell a call? But nobody's buying calls. So, it's best to buy a call. Okay, so let me buy a call stating that it's going to go to about $35. Not saying it will, but let's just say it will. So I'm going to get, I'm going to buy a call on February 2024. 20, so I'm going to buy that call. It's only going for 85 cents. Goodness. These prices is what's getting me. I want to buy a call. Hmm. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy. See if I can buy this one. I'm gonna buy a call. It's a um, February. I'm going to go the same expiration. February 16, twenty four. Uh, strike price thirty five. See if I can. Get this. Okay. So that executed. So I have this going below about $21 and above $35. So it's going to be $35.85 before I can break even on that one. But again, it's February, you know. So we'll see how this goes. Now, I got the put, since people are buying puts right now, I got the put set at $3.50. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Okay, so we have a bullish position, and then we have the bearish position. Um, the the bull position is way too high. It's way too high. $35. It's outrageous. Um, again, if I had it, I have... But like we're going to $35, but I don't think it's going to go far above by February 2024. Um, but we'll see how this goes. All right, we're going to take a take a break on this Foot Locker position.
Um, just kind of watch it. Um, that's not really what I wanted to do. Uh, that 35 is extremely high to me. Let me see. What's the probability that it will hit 35 by December? Let me see. I'm going to go to 35. There's like a 90% chance it will be below $35. Yeah, so that was probably a bad trade. I'm probably going to go ahead and just take the loss on that real quick. And... Let me just take the loss on that one real quick. Because that's ridiculous just to leave that in. Was it trading at 80 cents? I'm about to just go ahead and sell it at 80. And just pay those commissions and say forget about it. Because I'm not... I can't see it. Let me look at... Let me look at the chart. And let me look at Foot Locker. Uh, let me look at the chart. I'm just going to look at like the 20 year. Okay. It's not that it can't hit 35. Where's 35 at? Uh, actually, it's kind of likely that it could hit 35. It's not like it's unlikely. Looking at this chart. And, and let me change the date. Let me go to one year. In one year, the high was 47. For it to hit 35, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. But... It'd have to break like six resistant lines, like one, like two, like three, you know what I'm saying? And then it would be at like 35. It's not that it's, it's not that it's not possible. So we're just kind of, we're kind of just chilling that, but the, the strike price is way too high. If it doesn't hit 35, then I'm going to be forced to buy it at 35, you know? So it could be at $25 and I'm buying it at 35. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a little bit ridiculous. Um let's just let's just see kind of how how things go over the next maybe day or two. Uh see how this performs. Um Yeah. Okay, cool. The thing that I'm enjoying is that I'm kind of getting what I'm doing now. Not get, but what is my logic behind what I'm thinking? Like, for example, Foot Locker. We got a new CEO, ran Ultra Beauty. Ultra Beauty, I forgot what it was. Uh, let's look at the let's look at the peers. Um, Foot Locker's peers, and kind of see um, what they got going on. So. Boot Barn Holding, Carter's, Abercrombie Fitch, and The Buckle. Okay. So 52-week change, they're down approximately 18%. Market cap, they're like they're average with the rest of the industry. Uh, they fluctuate about 1% uh, with the market uh, on the lower end. Okay. Uh, dividend yields approximately about 6.25. Okay. Felt like we got a dividend. Let me check that out. Yeah, their dividends approximately six percent. Are you crazy? I gotta get rid of this put position. This put position is probably not a good idea. I gotta get rid of, get rid of this. I'm gonna change it to three forty. Uh, we probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably keep one contract. Um. Just in case, or I could buy a call and sell a call. 
Does it really matter? I guess it looks. You gotta look at the contract prices. Um. Come on, let's get this. Let's get this thing to trade. All right. So I'm gonna take a quick pause. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who says stop by and kick with your man Chan. I appreciate. It. I'm Chan Man. This house of barf.